I'm a savage. Yeah. Classy, bougie, ratchet. What's up, Savage Boss Babes and dudes? It's Diana inside the Savage Studio once again with another fiery, and I'm talking spicy, episode. This is episode number two of season number two, and I'm really happy to be hosting today my next guest because, uh, I mean, you might know her as Carlita Salsitas, but uh, we're going to get to know Carlita Salsitas and Carla Padilla. Eso. <laughs> or Carla Padilla, a.k.a. Carlita Salsitas. That's me. <laughs> What's up, girl? How you been? How you doing? Welcome. Gracias, gracias por tenerme. Thank you for having me. I am doing so wonderful today. I had coffee at home. Unfortunately, I didn't come by the truck and get my savage coffee. <laughs> tomorrow, mañana. Tomorrow, tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow, there's always another day. Exactly. Oh, yes. We've been talking right before we hit record. I mean, we try to warm up and, and get, get everybody talking and flowing. And small business, it's a very rewarding journey but it's a rough journey too, it's such right? a rough journey i think it's so understated how difficult things can be like you always think like it's gonna be so easy you're gonna work for yourself girl no you know what that's i think that's the perfect icebreaker give me one two or maybe even three myths that you want to debunk right now. Oh my God. When it comes to small business or entrepreneurship, I what got, are things that you hear and that you're like, really? Yeah. <laughs> where people, where you think like, voy a trabajar menos, like, because I'm going to be working for myself. Like, oh, I'm not going to work. I'm going to be able to make my own schedule. Y que la tal, right? Uh-huh. Girl, no. Wah, you, wah, leave, wah. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> you leave, you leave your nine to five to work 24 seven. Hey, there's a trending audio right now. I, I'm on <laughs> Instagram. Seriously, look it up. We're going to have to do it. <laughs> Oh man, that and I that's probably the biggest, one of the biggest ones. Literally. And I'm sure you can relate to that as well, but definitely it takes, I mean, it takes me hours. I have to go to the store, pick out the best, you know, produce, cook everything or prep everything because I don't just cook it. I have to wash everything. I wash it in vinegar. I wash everything for at least 30 minutes and then rinse everything and then cook everything. And then I have to wait for it to cool down. I mean, it's a process. Yeah. But I guess another myth to kind of cut that off, uh, or not to cut it off, but to continue, to continue, the customer is not always right, which is Wait, so what? Yes. Take notes because Carlita Salsitas <laughs> is educating <laughs> us. Um, we're, you know, for, as a small business, the customer is not always, or, you know, not always right in the sense. And I don't mean this in a rude way, but in the sense of like, if I'm telling you and I, and I've come to a point where I put it on my actual labels like it has to be refrigerated you have to shake it before you use it like actually telling somebody what they have to do and then they're like hey my salsa went bad because I left it out all night can you replace it for me so in that sense the customer is not right I told you it needed to be refrigerated treat it like milk Mm -hmm. right you wouldn't leave your milk out in the truck overnight and then come in and serve it to your customers in the morning the milk would go bad and so I think in that sense, I've learned that the customer is not always right. You can't have a customer. If, I mean, and salsa's more expensive than it is in the store, but it's set at that price for a reason, right? And so, the customer is not always right. You can't. Mm-hmm. I can't replace something that I gave you because you wouldn't go. Maybe you would go back to Walmart and say, "Hey," because I would never dog on H E B. I love me so much. That is so anti-Texan, okay? <laughs> yeah, you can't talk on H-E-B. But if you go to Walmart and you're like, hey, like, I left this out overnight, the manager would probably look at you and be like, well, whatever, we'll replace it because the customer's always right. And then give you another 
whatever you bought that was supposed to be refrigerated, you know? So definitely that you, the customer is not always right. You know, you just mentioned it, but do you ever get those, oh, I wish I, I could buy your stuff, but you're too expensive. Oh yeah. All the time. And so I, I try to break it down for them. I'm like, look, this is what I do. I'm, it's obviously, it's just me doing everything. Um, but I, I politely, when somebody says no, somebody else will say yes. And that's something I've also learned in, in this realm of business world. You know, if somebody tells you no, and this isn't any opportunity that you're like scavenging through for life, somebody will tell you yes. Si se te cierra una puerta, se te va a abrir otra. You know, there's always endless opportunity and there's always customers that will. And there's that, I mean, if somebody tells me it's too expensive, unfortunately, that's the price that is set. Um, because you wouldn't walk into Louis Vuitton and say your purse is too expensive. It's set at $5,000 because of the caliber of quality, the things that they're the providing, material. the material, the the statue that it stands for. You wouldn't walk and be like, oh, this is too expensive. Déjame la 3000 No. Cuando entras la compras y te haces y ahí andas mona con tu bolsa, con tu bolsa nueva. Antes muerta que sencilla. Antes muerta que sencilla. <laughs> but literally, like, it's so sad that a lot of people don't treat the small businesses in the same sense. Like, we're not a flea market. We're not a garage sale. We're not, and I hope that I speak in, for everybody in this sense. Like if you go to a market, because it's mostly what we do in the small business world. We set up these markets around town. It's hot. We're sweating. We have to unload all our stuff. After a whole day of prepping everything that we made to be there, whether you're making, and I'll use friends as reference. Uh, my friend uh, Karen makes hats. She spends weeks on end painting on hats to prepare for the markets, loads everything into her car. You sometimes she even organizes the markets, has to like everything. My friend Nadia, she makes earrings. She spends countless hours making these earrings, has to go. And so it's not just, oh, I'm going to show up, lo va a bajar, lo va a vender y ya. And people are like, oh, well, that's too expensive. Well, you're at the wrong place, buddy. I'm sorry. Yeah. And that's that, so... Definitely, there's so many ups and so many beauties to being a small business owner. But there are definitely a lot of downs. And I think that that's not talked about enough. We think that coming into it, it's going to be easy. We're going to make all this money. We're going to be our own boss. Everybody's going to love us. And in reality, it's not. It's like, te vas a fregar, te vas a chingar. You're going to spend more of your money than you're going to make sometimes. There's not a spreadsheet that says, this is how you're going to get it done. You know, yeah. it's like. I don't know. And there, yeah, you can ask the people like, hey, you know, I'm, the community that we surround ourselves with, if I have a question related to small business, I'm sure that you would help me or somebody else would be willing to help me. Vice versa, you know, mm -hmm. I think that's something that really distinguishes the small business community here in San Antonio. Absolutely. That, yes, yeah. there are a few people who are not willing to share because, I mean, yeah, they are. They do exist. But. <laughs> more than probably 90% of the small business community is, is willing to, to open yeah. up and be like, if you reach them out, reach out to them. Hey, tengo una idea, you know, como le puedo hacer? Como le empezaste tu? Donde iniciaste? Or, you know, and, and most of the time they're willing to help. When, when you began, did you have any issues of oh <laughs> knowing where to start or how to start or donde comenzar? So ¿Tuviste a alguien que te ayudara o que te pudiera guiar? So I did have a lot of help. Bastante ayuda. I'm very thankful for my circle, my circle of friends, my circle of family. I've, I've been, I was actually like pushed and influenced to sell salsita. Really? Because I used, literally, I didn't ever think that I was going to sell salsa. I didn't wake up one day and I was like, oh, I'm going to start selling salsa. Like I literally had no 
intention of selling salsas. And so I used to own a residential cleaning business. Yo okay. limpia las casas. Come, and I made... So, and this was your own business? And I made really good money, yes. Did you have employees under you or it was just you? There, just me. There was a time that like I had like two if I needed help and then it came down to one and then I slowly started to like um, push clients to other people and okay. I started to let go of the business. But um, I mean, I made really good money. Charge, you know, anywhere from 100 to $300 for a house and I'd be done in like four or five hours. So, you know, and five times a week, I sim- you, you do the math real quick and you get to a, to a good amount of money. Oh, yes. Pues está llena de talento. Oh, that's, a whole, that's a whole talent in itself. <laughs> Cleaning. <laughs> um, and, but I would always make salsa, right? Just for, for me at home, for, que digas tú, vente una carne asada, pues tráete la salsa. And I'd be like, okay, yo hacía la salsita y me la llevaba. You were the go-to girl. Yeah, for I was the plug. <laughs> I was the salsa plug. They're like, tráeme la plug. So yo, yo llevaba la salsa. Y entonces, este, I had a few people tell me like, to, to sell it. A few people in my life, but there was one person and, and she will never let me forget this. It's uh, my partner's stepmom. She's like, you better sell this or sell me the recipe and I'll sell it. Like very like, she's like, you need to, you need to start this. And then after that, that one conversation, you know, cause even though numerous, she planted the seed, literally, even though numerous people had mentioned it, I think the way that she portrayed it was very like, no, pues, ponte las pilas, you know, ponte las pilas y, y hazlo. And so when I started, I started with little jars like this for reference and they were $7 and I wasn't making, I didn't know. That's one thing I didn't know. I didn't know how to price anything. I didn't know what my profit margin was. I didn't know. You started with no business plan. No, because that's like the first thing I get asked. Like, Oh, all the time. So do you have a business plan? And I'm just like, Um, (laughs) 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 it's really good. Not to toot my own horn, but if I didn't make it, I would buy it. If somebody was selling it to me. But no, I had no business plan. I was like, ni modo. Okay, pues, so aquí, you were buying. You were buying seven dollar jars. I was well. I was buying them at Dollar Tree at the time, so I was paying a dollar plus tax per okay. jar. And so then, on top of the produce for each jar, mm-hmm. on top of the time making it, I started. You know, I was like, no, pues no le saco nada. And I got really like discouraged. I'm like, no, pues pa qué? Esto no. Like this isn't for me. And this was two years ago, literally in August, like. August 14th was my first batch of salsitas that I sold. August 14th, 2020. And who did those salsitas go to? Like, who did you sell them to? Well, I was on my personal Instagram and I posted a jar. I had no stickers yet. I had, I had no logo, no stickers. Mind you, no business plan, no intention of doing this. I was just like just backyard took a picture, selling it. Just took a picture and uploaded I just, it? I took a picture of a bowl and I was like, I'm making homemade salsa if anybody wants it. They're $7 and if you buy the $7 jar, I'll give you a bag of chips. And they were in Ziploc bags. They oh, okay. Very, very, yes, yes, hey, very hey. backyard. Y me contestaron como 10 personas, like friends. And mind you, it was like the middle of the pandemic. Well, not the middle, kind of maybe towards the end of August, no? Because okay. it started like in March. In March, yeah, it started in March. So, and I was still cleaning people's houses at this time. So in March, oh, it started. So in August, I'm like, well, let me post it on my own page. A ver qué. And people responded, they're like, yeah, I'll come by and buy it. And I was like, estos locos van a venir a mi casa. And there's literally COVID around. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> 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 and 
And I did. I sold it for seven dollars. Like, would the you run it? Bag. Would you put it in a bag, run it out to had, outside, and then yeah. run back inside and, and then take it out? And I didn't have my little like bags that said thank you. Like it was an H E B bag. Uh huh. Cause I love me some H E B. It was H E B bag. Shout out to H E B. What up, H E B? We're sp- looking for patrocinadores. Hey, no, not sponsored. Not sponsored yet. Sponsor us soon to be. Um, but I yeah, I would put it inside H E B bag. With the little jar and the little Ziploc bag of chips. Eat that hey, you get started with what you can. Literally. With what you have. And you I get creative. Literally. And I think that that's a, a big tip for anyone. Like, you don't need this lavish business plan. You don't need to invest literally a, a lot of money. Do- thousands of dollars. Like, it'll come and you will learn as you go. And I think that's the biggest takeaway I've had, like, throughout this whole journey. That is such an important point. Because I think that's going to help a lot of people. Literally. A veces... Yeah, this is because like, that's one of the easy, but that's not probably everything. one of the biggest crutches that I hear that people uh, use as an excuse to not go for it because I don't something. have everything yet. Yeah. Because or I don't, I don't have the money. Do I don't have any it. money. Yeah. I don't have any money. And you're not going to have any money unless you spend the little bit of money you have, and then you're not going to be successful unless you try. So that's there you go. Literally, stop. He dicho. Don't don't be fearful of the future <laughs> because the time will pass anyway. You start with these salsitas. People start asking you, DMing you, messaging yeah. you. And then I get to a point where, and I have a picture I'll have to, I'll have to show you after. I, have, I was living in, before we moved into our home. We were living in an apartment and I had about like 40 little jars, just all red because that's the only thing I had. You started with one? Just the red salsita. Yeah. Okay. And so I had all the red salsitas. And I took like a selfie because I was so proud in that moment. I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, mind you, there's still $7 at the time. And I'm like so proud. I'm like, oh my God. Like I created all these. I created this. Like I did this. I created salsa. Yeah. (laughs) Voila. (laughs) Y dije, sí me dio como bastante sentimiento de que tanta gente quisiera lo que yo estaba haciendo. Like it it does bring a warm feeling. And Mm -hmm. I, I think I worked probably like 30 something hours on just those little I didn't know how to be efficient at the time either. I think now I have a rhythm and motion and motion of the ocean and yes, it looks haciendo. But yeah, I took a picture and I was so thankful. Um, all those salsitas. I then I had the red the red one right. Then I think about like a year into it, I made the verde, and then I actually had customers that pushed me to make that guacate one because I had, mind you, again like cuando empecé. No tenía ni plan, ni cómo, ni cuándo, ni, ni inspiración sola, right? So okay. it went from this, everybody loving it. Well, what else do you have? Do you make anything else? And I'm like, well, I do make a green salsa, but I don't know if it's like the greatest. And so the first time I sold it, it wasn't like a hit. Okay. I'm like, okay, it wasn't that great. I need to work on it. And Got then it. I had mastered this recipe. And then I think I made this one for about like, the aguacate one for about like, four months before I even put it on the menu because no me salía. And I'd be like, no, this isn't good enough. And I think we're our hardest critics. That's another thing. Yeah. Like we're our hardest critics. I'm sure when you're making a coffee, you're like, no, pues no sabe, sabe rico, pero like it's missing something. Y la, you know, you add a little something or you add a little something, something else. Ya te sale. And you're like, okay, now I can put it on the menu. So the red one is the original one. La original. La original. La original. Where, I mean, who taught you how to make it? Did you teach yourself? Or? My grandma. Oh, que en paz descanse. So my grandma taught me, my mom, I would see these ladies like bite raw jalapenos and I'd be oh, like, yeah. what is wrong with y'all? Do you do that? <laughs> I am not one of those, but I have <laughs> seen people and I'm just like, 
Y la cultura de nosotros, nada les pica. Uh, no. Todo, todos, todas mis tías. No, mija, está bien rica tu salsa, pero no, hombre, no pica. I'm like, well, if you want something else to burn, girl, then you need to, you need to add some chile in there yourself. Yeah, no, I am not. I, I like... I like spicy salsa, but not like burn your tongue. Yeah, literally. Make your stomach hurt and yeah. probably have issues when you go to the restroom type literally. of salsa. <laughs> so, when I, so when I was taught how to make the original, it was all chile. Like literally, and it, was, it wasn't even, they didn't, my grandma didn't put jalapenos in it, and I do. It okay. was all serrano peppers. And oh. she would even throw like a chile piquín or two in there. Okay. And no tomatoes? Well, yeah, the tomatoes. Oh, okay, okay. But I'm saying like, as far as, yeah, but like siete chiles y un tomate, pues pa' que le pones oh, el tomate. yeah, yeah. So, and then, you know, her salt and her whatever spices she was throwing in there. And I'm like, okay, this tastes really good, but my mouth's on fire. So I started tweaking it and I'm like, how can I make it my own? How spicy. How, how <laughs> spicy can I tolerate it, right? No, really, that's, that's what started is. I wanted to, because the chiquita, yo no comía salsa ni chile ni nada. But I was like, well, everybody seems to really enjoy it. So let me try to make something. So I started tweaking and I mean, this is like in my teen years into my early 20s, I started tweaking it and I was like, oh, this is really good. And that's why it started with the trailo para la fiesta and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, but yeah, so the recipe itself and how what the flavors that are in there came from my grandma. I took out some, added some, and then definitely added some more tomatoes because girl, the, it was just not it. It was too spicy. Mm -hmm. So that's where that one came from. And then these two... I pulled from this recipe and switched the tomatoes in this one to tomatillos. I'm all giving all the secrets out. <laughs> and then for the, for the aguacate one, instead of the, the tomatillo, I mean, it's, it's still like the base of the verde, and then it has aguacate and limón. Aguacate or avocado? Avocado. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... You have, a, I mean, you're doing good with this cleaning business. You're, you, yeah. you're, you're making good money and everything. Even during the pandemic, like people were, I think even more so people were like, well, Ben, disinfect my house. Okay. Disinfect. What made you shy away from that? I was so tired. turn to salsas. I was so tired. Or turn to, or, or just decide that it was time to go a different route. So even though it was, I was working on my own, I guess, terms, I still wasn't working on my own terms. I was still working for my client. And so that's not what I wanted to do. And it, it brought me joy to leave somebody's home and for it to be sparkling. And, uh, it, it, but at the end of the day, it's not what I wanted to do. I did it because it was easy. I have a, I have a son at the time I was single. I was a single mom. It was easy for me to do that without, I mean, I have like some college, but it was easy for me to do that and make good money and still be able to drop my son off at school, pick him up and not miss that time with him. Um, but I wasn't working for myself. I was still working for my clients. And I think I just wanted something that offered me the ability to do everything I needed to do just for me. I mean, definitely for my customers to provide something delicious, but to not have to work for somebody. So that I started shying away from that in that sense. Like if I, if I'm ever going to do something on my own, it needs to be me on my own, not for someone else. What did your family say or your, or the people surrounding you when you were like, hey, you know what? I'm not going to be cleaning houses anymore and I'm going to go a completely yeah. <laughs> different route. You know what's sad is I have had more friends and strangers purchase Salsita than family members. 
Girl, that's, that's, that's usually, usually how the truth. Happens. That's usually the truth, and it's Let sad. Let me tell you. Pero gente, hagan caso. Support your family members before mm. you go buy jabón de quién sabe quién. Literally, like, <laughs> I kid you not, it's so sad, and it's it's primarily in the in the Hispanic culture. Yeah. Que así nos tratamos. Ay, que estoy enojada con la tía, o que no sé qué. Ay, ya viste que la Carla anda haciendo salsas. A ver cómo le va. Mm-hmm. Why are we like that? Why? You know, that's another big topic. Breaking generational curses. Because girl. Yeah. But yeah. So my family in that sense, some of them were very supportive. Some of them were like, I'm so excited for you. A ver que te vaya muy bien. Voy a orar por ti. And some other family members and friends were just kind of like, well, that's really strange. Why are you going to do that? At the end of the day, do it for yourself. Don't do it for anyone else. And that's my biggest, like, every day do it for you find your why find your reason and follow that whatever you decide to pick up if you are great at if you're great with the camera and you're great at taking pictures start off with little sessions and you know giving out free sessions to family members or friends that would be appreciative and use that as like your portfolio in anything right like go for it find your reason find your why and my biggest why is my family, my immediate family. I want to be able to one day be inside a store, God willing, to where my product is being sold to thousands of people. And you mentioned that in the, in the early stages, you got to the point where you were making these salsitas and everything, but you realized you're not making any money. No. You're, you're not very organized. You don't know what you're doing. No money. How, <laughs> how did you get over that stump? A lot of Google Okay. There's a lot of information if you really want to find it. A lot. There's a lot of information if you're looking. If you're willing to put in the work, you'll find that information. Talk to people. Most of the time, successful people will talk to you. I think we're just afraid to approach these people. And it can be intimidating. It can be intimidating. I was a little intimidated just coming here today. Aww, girl. <laughs> I'm like, how am I going <laughs> to sound? I'm going to be terrible. Um, but yeah, it can be intimidating. If one door is closed, another will open. If somebody tells you no, somebody will tell you yes. So even if you ask a successful person, like, hey, me ayudas, que te puedo preguntar tal y tal, and they're like, oh, no, I don't have any time. There are a lot of successful people. And if you look, you will find them. So I, I, I did a lot of that. I did a lot of Googling. I, um, I'm thankful to be surrounded by a lot of business owners, especially in my immediate family. So I'm like, hey, um, I, I don't know how I'm supposed to register yeah. for my tax ID. I had no idea how to do that. Like, I, to me, income tax was like back to the Hispanic culture. Like, to me, when I was a kid, I heard income tax and I was like, oh, my mom has money. Like, <laughs> sorry, mom. Um, <laughs> we're going shopping. We're going shopping. <laughs> hey, the beginning of the year was always great for us. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I learned a lot and I went through a lot of weird scenarios where I didn't know what a tax ID was. I didn't know that I had to pay taxes. I didn't know that I had to register with the the IRS. And all of this was asking people, God willing, they were like willing to give me some answers, a lot of Googling. So definitely just, it's it's not easy. That's a big, super big, yeah, you're going to just be your own boss, but no, like you're your own boss. Now you got to figure it all out. So this starts taking off. You start receiving orders, mostly through social media? All through social media. I didn't do a market until like mid-2021, maybe late 2021. So I think it went a whole year where it was just social media, word of mouth, 
people just telling people what they had had and how good it was and that they should try it. How did you get to that point of deciding, okay, the markets, like who told you about it? How did you find out? Or did you know about markets? Like before I had you started gone your to, business? I had gone to like one or two markets. So I think I was like about a year into the business at this point. So mid, late 2021, I went to a market at SA pop-up market. So I went there and I was like, this is cool. I, I think I could do this. And I think I talked to a few family friends. I don't know. A veces they say not to tell people your goals and your dreams, pero yo soy bien de que piensas. What do you think? <laughs> and I, 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 I'm definitely, my love language is like, uh, se words of affirmation. Like, Recuérdame que me quieres. <laughs> but um, I started, I was like, what do y'all think? You think I can do this? And I didn't have a canopy. I didn't have a table. I didn't know left from right to markets. So I'd been on social media for a year selling salsitas to just people I know, people that were referred to me by the people that I know. I'm like, okay, well, I followed them on Instagram and then I filled out their application and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. And the saddest thing happened to me when I was there and I'll get to that. That was your first experience. My first market experience okay. was at the pop-up and they're great, 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 great um, host had a wonderful time. I haven't been back since, but it's not because of anything they did. But, um, so I signed up for their market. I, I'm super excited. One thing that I've had to learn through doing markets, especially with perishable items is how many to take, because I can take, for example, 20 of each and I only sell 10 of each. And now I'm going home with 30 salsitas and that's just an insane amount of salsitas to have on hand. And I only have like two or three days max to still sell it as a fresh salsita. That's why when you go to H-E-B and it's like 50% off mm -hmm. because it's probably like four or five days old. Yeah. I've had to learn that. That's another big, I can't just put it in a box and sell it at the next market. So um, that was my first market. I liked it. I was like, I like this. I met a lot of cool people. I sold a lot of salsitas. What was your display like? Because I mean, you said you didn't have I, I a think canopy. I borrowed. So I told them I didn't have a canopy. And they thankfully, they had a position like two of the spots. I don't know. They were under like a covered area. Okay. And so they put another. They put you there. Yeah. They put me there. And I borrowed a table from a family member. And I put a mantel on it. And I was like, well, so I'm just going to put all the jars on the table. This is what I'm selling. And I had a bowl of chips with pinzas and little napkins. And I was like, you can try it like this. Okay. I didn't know how it was. Gonna, now I have like little bowls, like the little plate bowls. And I fill a chip and I put the squeeze bottles and I'm like, have at Help it. Help yourself. Help yourself. The whole bowl's for you to enjoy. <laughs> like I'm, I'm to a point where I'm like, here are five chips for you to actually try what you're going to buy. Yeah. But back then I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and I sometimes still don't know what I'm doing, which is. You just roll with the punches. Just roll with it. Um. <laughs> But when I got to the market, sad story, I got to the market and I had put in the back of the SUV, I put all of, I put the ice chest full of salsitas. And when I got there, I was unloading and I, you know, some ice chests have wheels. So I opened it, the trunk and it wheeled out <gasps> upside down and they're glass jars. And I kid you not, like 14 salsitas all oh. on the floor, broken glass. I mean, like a blob of salsa, like if I had poured a blender down on top of this and I'm crying and I'm oh like, my oh gosh. my God. And it's one of those like, estoy sola. It's my first time. So man, just, I'm only saying this sad story, right? For other small business owners to know, like it's not always going to go smooth. Yeah. And it's don't not, let that discourage you. And don't you, let though. that exactly. Que no dejes que te traiga para abajo. Because honestly, like three, the, another. Shit happens. Shit happens. <laughs> 
they like a few small business owners like ran with napkins and they're like we'll help you pick it up and mind you everybody's setting up man whoever these people are if you're listening to this podcast god bless you thank you for helping me that day (laughs) um and then uh my partner came like i called him and i was like crying and he's like i'm on my way like don't worry He's like, I'll be there in a little bit. And then he ended up staying with me. He sold the first salsa. Really? (laughs) (laughs) And he'll never let me live it down. (laughs) And, um, but yeah, man, no matter what happens. So then from that, I think I ventured out and I was like, okay, I'm comfortable. I'll start doing some more markets. And so I've done a few since then. Um, but it's still something I'm not a hundred percent comfortable with yet. Okay. And I will just say, even though I'm not a hundred percent comfortable with it, I still do it. Because if we stay in our comfort zone, then we'll never grow. Yeah. That's a big, that's a big one. What do you think has been probably the biggest lesson that you've learned out of this whole experience so far? Oh man, it's not easy. It's not easy. That's, I think the biggest lesson is it's not easy. Every day you have to work at it. Whether it's 10 minutes of your day or 10 hours of your day, you have to do something every day to strive and move forward. You can't get lazy. And I think there have been times in my business journey that I've gotten lazy and you can, you can tell, um, by the amount of like profit I'm making by the amount of like, and not to say that followers matter, but the amount of like new followers or how my business page is growing or were you going through something? Was there a situation at that point in your life where, and, and you felt like maybe you took it out on, on your performance? Not, not at all. I think overall, I'm a very happy outgoing person. I think sometimes because you're your own boss that's a big lesson because you're your own boss nobody's gonna wake you up in the morning to go do it is it that you get too comfortable i think that's what it is comfort and that's a reason why i'm pushing myself to do these markets is because it's it's that comfortness like Like, well there are so many other people that have to try it and learn like Mm -hmm. what i'm doing and that's why i continue to push for the markets but yeah definitely that the huge lesson is like to get to not puddle yourself in that comfort. No te, no te aguites, échale ganas. And, I, and I'll speak for myself because it's happened to me. I'm at a point now where I'm like, con ganas, échale, échale, échale. But I've definitely gone and poured myself in that puddle and had to wallow my way out. How many hats do you wear in your business? Oh man, like 15. <laughs> <laughs> all, all while being, all while being a, a housewife and a mom. And, and you know, you do your your social media content you do your marketing so you're a content creator content creator marketing marketing i'm my own management levantate clock in i'm the cook there you go <laughs> i'm the the labeler the designer i did pay somebody to create my actual like face like she drew it for me trinity art her name's trinity she's super sweet when did you start labeling your subsitas because you said that you you first started without a sticker without a label or no anything. i went to amazon and i had little brown stickers that said thank you for supporting my small business they were cute yeah, it was yeah, cute, yeah. but it wasn't like it wasn't Carlita Salsitas. No, you and I, and I want I want to be like Aunt Jemima. Like when you see the pancake box, you're like, oh, those pancakes are good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I want to be like, well, that's Carlita Salsitas. Like that's Carla. That's good. <laughs> and I know it's like kind of random to put your face on something, but that's what I wanted. That's what I was like. This is what I'm selling. It's me making it. That's what I want. And I'm I'm glad that you brought that up because I was just gonna ask you how important is branding your products. It's super important. If you put a blue sticker on something that just says thank you, that person's not going to remember you. You can definitely put it on your bag, like thank you, or put it on a sticker, or give them a thank you sticker. 
But I think it's super important to brand and create a staple, a recognizable staple for your business. If I saw a pair of lips that said Savage Anywhere, or if I saw a pair of lips anywhere like that, that said Savage, I'd be like, oh, I know exactly what that is. Because it's such a captivating image that symbolizes just your business. That's what it was. I was like, I want to be the face of my business, literally. And so I talked to Trin and I was like, hey girl, can you draw me? She was like, uh, sure. <laughs> and she drew me and originally it was, it was like this with a little orange background. And then I went to a straight white background so it would look cleaner. And then I was like, pero soy mexicana. Like at the end of the day, I'm selling Mexican salsa. So I was like, no, I'm going to go, I'm going to try to root more towards my culture. And so then I added the serrape background and I've stuck with that. I really like it. I tried for a little bit to make like an entire label with all the ingredients and the details, but I haven't, I don't know. It was, you're like, I'm still not at that point. <laughs> it's a work it was, in progress. It was, it was a DJ. Chicka, chicka. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's super important to, to brand and to, and, and even if you have to spend a little bit of money, it'll be so worth it in the long run because that's literally the first thing somebody will see when they look at your product. Mm -hmm. And then when you get those shares on, on social media this morning, I threw on some salsita mm, on my meal prep. That looks so good. And the, um, the, I mean, the sticker right away, you don't necessarily look at the salsa. Yeah, you know it's salsa, but you know, the sticker, that's, oh, that's Carlita Salsa. Yeah. Let me, let me go look her up on, on Instagram. Let yes, me see what she's, yes. what she's about. Yeah. Right? Instagram uh, and Facebook. <laughs> I, I uh, in, in my own experience, when I first started my business, I went to, around, to local coffee shops coffee trailers to to check out not to necessarily make it clear not to copy anybody but i just wanted to see because i was in that process of of what you mentioned mm -hmm. earlier of not knowing what i was doing so yeah. i was trying to see what everybody else was doing and how they were doing it and how they were getting stuff done i would go around and i noticed with several places that i visited that i would just get an iced coffee and it was just inside of a plastic cup with a lid and a straw and I would go to post it on social media and it just looked like just a cup with coffee. Yeah, even McDonald's, Mc, big old M, yes. McDonald's, you won't, you won't deny that that's where you got the coffee, right? Yes. Like, so let's make it. And, and I just, I remember that I told myself I have to create something yes. that I have to put on every single coffee that I sell that when somebody takes the the Instagram picture, the post me on yeah, Facebook, yeah. that people are going to be attracted first with eyesight to that brand and look me up exactly. and find out what I'm about. Yeah, you know. So I think that branding plays a huge part. Yeah, do your branding, of, guys. Do yes. your branding. Do your homework sure. and and work <laughs> on your branding. <laughs> you mentioned earlier, and and I know that you said you know we were we were laughing about it and joking about it, but I mean it's no joke. What? What do you foresee for the future for Carlita Salsita? I want to be inside HB. There I you go, HB. <laughs> I could cry. Um, oh man, I love HB. I don't. I really. I don't hey, shop. HB. HB makes it happen for so many Texans. Literally, please make it happen for this girl right um, here. Yeah, and and right now, and I think that obviously, like through a business plan and through moving forward, we it would come to a, a different set price, but. I think that that's definitely, I know that that's definitely my goal is to be inside of HEB and, you know, you walk in and you're like, I know exactly what I'm going to put on my dinner tonight. I know exactly what I'm going to put on my huevos in the morning and I know exactly where I can get it and it's always available to me because 
as much as I love to do this and I, and I will obviously continue to do this, but in a different perspective, hopefully at that point, I can't imagine doing this for 20 years, like in me and my cocinita, you know, I, my, I got big goals. I got big dreams. And again, if somebody says no, somebody will say yes. And just got to keep trying. Got to keep trying. Got to keep trying. Have you done any research or looked into what does it take to get my products into a storefront like that? I have. Um, and then also, uh, HEB does this thing called text uh, quest for Texas best. I think I've heard of that. Yeah. And so you can, and even like with your coffee, like let's say you decided to bottle it and then you could be like savage coffee inside of HEB, like in the cold section, ready to go in the morning. Now, is that a contest or is that something that they open up? It's a contest. Yeah. And so, and so you submit a video and you tell them about yourself and whatnot. But I mean like thousands and thousands of people are doing this. And so have you done it yet? Yeah. So I did at the beginning of the year. Okay. But I don't think anything happened, but Hey, it's okay. Cause I'm gonna try again next year. I was just gonna um, say there's always next year. And also there, I mean, you can definitely like go to, I don't know how, if you have to set an appointment or what, and that's something that I'm gonna try to figure out because I'm at a point where I would have found out by like maybe now or yesterday or tomorrow kind of time frame. And so I'm like, okay, maybe it's not happening for me this year. So I'm at a point where I'm trying, I'm doing some research to find out if I can set an appointment with somebody and, you know, present them my business plan, present them with my product and say, this is what I would like to do. Is this something that you guys are interested in? And again, if they say no, Texas Quest for Best is at the beginning of next year. I'm going to submit a different video. I'm going to submit a different application, same product. Just got to keep trying. But that's definitely the ultimate goal is to be on the shelves inside HEB. So everybody all over Texas can come in and say, that's what I'm getting. I'm going to buy that. I'm going to put the best of the salsas out there on my food. What have you learned about yourself? I've learned that I wasn't patient. I've learned how to be patient, be patient all around in my life. Not, I think I was very impatient. I want, I think we live in a very now world. Like we have our cell phones. I can just look it up. I have the corner right here. I have have this at the corner. I can just go grab it. We live in a today, right now kind of moment world as a society. And I think the biggest thing I've learned about myself is how to be patient. I've learned to just have patience because when you have a small business, sometimes, man, I've seen some people with small businesses, they take off. I mean, like 40,000 followers on Instagram. And that can be so discouraging, right? If it's not happening to you. Yeah. And you're you're like, like, what am I doing wrong? How am am I I missing? Yeah. What am I missing? They don't like me. Yeah. (laughs) It can be very discouraging. And so I think the biggest thing I've learned, man, is just to be patient, be patient with yourself. Um, Being patient with myself for sure is the biggest thing I've learned. Be patient with my business. It's going to happen. If it doesn't happen tomorrow, it'll happen the next day. What would you tell yourself right now if you could go back to those days, to those early days. Oh, to oh. not cry so much. <laughs> the, to llorona. <laughs> I'm a very sensitive person, which isn't a bad thing. I think that's frowned upon, but um, to not beat myself up, in other words, to not beat myself up so much. Like, I was very, very hard on myself in the sense of, like, uh, you know, not not having any clue. I didn't know where I was going to get jars at a cheaper price. And I would be like, Oh, I'm going to always have to pay this much for them. Like beating myself up, being hard on myself, 
which in a way can be good because you're motivating yourself, but it can also be one of your biggest downfalls because no estás creciendo. Te sientes como, ugh, ugh. And if everything's ugh, then what's wow? So I would tell myself to, to not be so hard on myself, to go easy, to be kind to myself. Yo sé que hay muchas personas que nos están mirando que también quizás han tenido ese, ese deseo ¿Tienen alguna idea? Sí. ¿Algún talento? Do it. ¿Algún talento que quizás tienen miedo de utilizar porque dicen, ay, no, es que no les va a gustar, no me lo van a comprar, no, no tengo el dinero para comenzar? ¿Qué les dirías a esas personas que quizás también quisieran incursionar en lo que es tener un negocio, tener un negocio propio? No tienes que saber todo para empezar, solamente tienes que empezar. No lo tienes que saber todo, pero lo tienes que hacer. Con cuentas de dinero, sí, it costs money to make money, ¿verdad? Sí le vas a tener que echar poquito, pero si le echas ganas y, y le sigues adelante, lo que gastes para, para emprender el negocio se va a regresar y doble, triple. ¿Cómo le hacemos para volver a animarnos cuando caes en ese tiempo de desánimo? Porque todo lo, all small business owners have those days. Sometimes it could be a week, sometimes it could be a month, especially on those during those slow times mm -hmm. where you feel very discouraged mm -hmm. and you feel like throwing in the towel and you start questioning yourself, you start questioning your product, you start questioning your sometimes your own existence. Literally. <laughs> Para mí personalmente este veo las cuentas de otras personas que tienen negocios pequeños, digo, a ver qué están haciendo ellos o por qué like what did they post or What are they doing? Okay, they're, ellos le siguen echando ganas. To follow a community and follow peers and see what they're doing. If I'm like really discouraged, si no le estoy echando ganas, me, me siento bien así de que no, no quiero. Este, I definitely motivate myself by other people's motivation and, and success. Whatever avenue of business they do. Lo que sea lo que estén haciendo de cualquier negocio que hagan. Este, si me fijo en la, a veces sí digo, déjame to pull inspiration from, from these people in a positive sense. Like if I feel rutted and down and I have no motivation, si me siento agitada and I'm like, ya no quiero, I definitely, yeah, look at other people. I don't know. It works for me. I'm like, damn, she's doing real good. I could do it. Okay, let's go. Or damn, he's doing real good. A él sí le va bien. Y luego miro, no, pues todos los días está poniendo algo. Claro que le va a ir bien porque le está echando ganas. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, let's go, girl. Carla, thank you so much. Thank you so much for, for doing this, for sharing, for opening your heart to us and sharing your experience, your knowledge. Eres bella por fuera y por dentro. Te deseo todo el éxito. Yo sé que pronto, especialmente porque vamos a poner esto en redes sociales y se va a hacer viral. <laughs> y HEV nos va a empezar a seguir y nos va a... We're going to tag them and hey, we're going to make it happen. Yes, we are. <laughs> no, pues, thank you so much for having me, Diana. I've had such a beautiful time. I can't wait to be back. And yeah, follow Savage and follow Carlita Salsitas, you guys. For anybody who wants to purchase, who wants to follow you, who wants to check out your product, what are your social media handles? On my Instagram page and on my Facebook page, it's both at and then Carlita with the K, K-A-R-L-I-T-A-S, and then Salsitas. So the word salsa, cute, Salsitas. And uh, that's on Instagram and Facebook. And then on my Instagram page, I have um, like frequently asked questions. I post when I'm going to be having markets. I have a monthly schedule which designates like which days you can purchase, when is pickup, um, and so forth. So it's very self-explanatory on the page, but as a small business owner, I answer every direct message. 
Thank you so much. And thank you for tuning in, for listening. Please subscribe to the Savage Podcast. Please share on your social media. This episode was brought to you by Savage Coffee located at 12221 Alamo Ranch Parkway. Mwah.